Check, 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 check. Waiting for Glennis. I'm waiting for Glennis. Oh, there she is. Is this video being recorded? No, the video's never being recorded. You look so pretty. I know, don't I? It's the Botox and the eyelashes. I cut all my hair off. Have you seen me since I did that? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Let me see. Still wet. Hold on. Oh my gosh, it's very short. I like it. I'm into it. So you're going to debut your haircut at my book launch party this week. Oh, so many outfits to wear. I can't even, I, I, know. I, I know. The difference between this book launch and every other book launch that I've ever done is this is clearly a book launch for Instagram. Like I bought a shirt that matches the book because of the Instagram. That's interesting because I remember... A lot of our book tour in 2018 that we convinced Simon & Schuster to foot the bill for, Mm -hmm. our argument for a number of those stops was, even if people can't show up, these bookstores have a large Instagram following. So Glennis and I, in addition to being podcasters together and friends, also went on book tour together for my last novel in 2018. And yeah, I think that a lot of that that we did on our book tour, we did it for us, but we also did it for the gram. Like we book toured for the gram. And I actually think it worked. I'm just curious that you feel that Instagram is more influential now because I get emails about my book on a weekly basis still and I see nothing come through Instagram. So Yeah, but your your book is nonfiction. And I think that Instagram has been a game changer for fiction. I'm still seeing so much coverage of my book and I'm just not seeing it coming from where you're seeing it coming from. It's fascinating to me that I'm missing that. Well, then it's a good thing that we're doing this episode. (laughs) Welcome to yet another bonus episode of Under the Influence. Now, I'm not going to lie. This episode was made because I am a monster. I am a disgusting monster who is shamelessly plugging my new book, We Are Not Like Them, because it is hard. It is hard out there to be an author and to get books in people's hands. And I just, I want people to read this book. I love this book and I want people to talk about it. So here I am just shamelessly using my influence, see what I did there, to promote my book. I am. I am. But you are also getting a really good bonus episode of Under the Influence about how important book fluence is. Bookstagrammers and celebrity book clubs can make or break an author's career. So let's do this. I'm Joe Piazza, and you are under the book fluence. I'm Tracy Thomas, and I'm the host of The Stacks, which is a podcast all about books. It's a books podcast, people, a podcast about books. And it's so good. And I I can say that because um, I've been on it. I've been in Tracy's house. You were the first ever author on the podcast. Do you know that? No. Really? Yeah, a distinction, an honor. The first ever author. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I asked the Bookstagram community to tell me who recommends books to them. And so many people said you. Oh, that's And I nice. think that is so cool. 
Because for so long in human history, it was male book editor and reviewers who decided, who decided which books were worthy of screaming about from the rooftops. And now, first off, we get to hear about so many different kinds of books because there are so many different kinds of book grammars. And we have women, women like you, who are out there telling us what to read. Like this, for the first time, I think there's a democratization of book content where women get to tell other women what they should be reading right now. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think it's great. I think it's interesting. I've been on Bookstagram, so I'm sort of like the the mid-tier. I came on in 2018. So I feel like there's some people who have been around a little, like definitely longer than me. Um, But since I've been on, I feel like it's really exploded. And there's so many people in this space like who have small followings, but have such intense communities who, if they say, I recommend this book, everyone they f- that follows them will go get it. And I think that's really cool, too, because it it means that books that, like you said, the New York Times doesn't think is the greatest book ever could still be the greatest book ever. Now, your bookstagram is very pretty. How important is it for bookstagram to look visually appealing? So I think there's sort of two sides. There are people who have really gorgeous photos who have captions that are like, what are you reading today? And they get a lot of likes and they have big followings. And I have to admit, I follow some really gorgeous accounts. And then there are some people who I also follow who have fine photos and like incredible captions, like these reviews that are just so gorgeous or these thought provoking ideas about, you know, who gets to tell what story or like what does representation mean and all of that stuff. But the photos aren't great, which is interesting on a photo sharing app, which would be Instagram. So I feel like I follow a mix of people. But I think if you want like a huge following, your pictures have to be nice. Yeah, I think you have to do both. You have to have a beautiful picture of a book and then a beautiful review and caption of the book, too. Yeah. But some people have beautiful pictures and I don't think they've ever reviewed a book. Yeah, that's like there's an account I love. Clumsy Words, I think, is her name. And she has the most insane photos. But I don't know that she reviews or if she does their like mini reviews. I don't think of her as a reviewer at all. But her page is stunning. I'd like to interject here that the New York Times did not think that my book was the greatest book of all time or a good book. I I had a a very lukewarm New York Times review, but damn near every bookstagrammer fucking loves my book. And Good Morning America fucking loves my book. So New York Times, you have become the Julia Roberts of newspapers to me. That's all I'm going to say about that. When we were doing Under the Influence and talking about mom influencers, it was a pretty white world. Like it was it was like not just white, like blonde, blonde lady, white world. I am definitely within community with many, like I said, black, queer, people of color. Um, That's the bookstagram community that I'm a part of. But the bigger accounts are all white. I mean, I think I have like 50 something thousand followers. And I think I'm one of very few black bookstagrammers who have that many followers. Um, And then when you look at white bookstagrammers, there's so many who have are over the 50,000 threshold or, you know, are larger accounts like that. Um, I think bookstagram is overwhelmingly white. I just have tried to get out of that space because it's 
full of icky stuff. Like you could have insanely gorgeous content and be a black woman and have a hundred thousand followers, and you could have mediocre content and have a million followers and be a blonde white lady. Fair point, my friend. <laughs> Fair point. Um, just just like everywhere else, Bookstagram yeah, exactly could use a little more diversity. Yeah, or like I, there are plenty of people of color in the space. I just think that it, you know. I, I know someone who who has inside knowledge of some of like the bigger book clubs, like the celebrity book clubs. And they were saying how whenever the celebrity book clubs pick a book by non-white authors, they do worse um, oh, that's so in sales and on the New York Times bestseller list and all of that. And I that's something that I feel like I knew. But hearing this person with inside knowledge say that, I was like, sure, that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a really small group of people who I think are over 50K who are Black on Bookstagram. Yeah. Okay. So if you could tell people one thing about Bookstagram that maybe they don't know, or if there's someone that doesn't take it seriously, what would you tell them? Well, I'll talk about the thing that I have been crusading about for a while now, which is that Bookstagrammers basically make zero dollars, which is pretty crazy considering the fact that I know that we sell books. And I know this because the one of the ways that I make the money that I do make is through affiliate links through bookshop.org. Um, and they, you know, pay a percentage through links clicked. And I won't say how much money I have necessarily made dollar amount from them, but I know that I have sold upwards of thousands of books through them. I know that we sell books. And in the last year or so, I've been part of a group of people who've been pushing to get publishers to pay Instagrammers like other influencers would be paid by brands. If you want me to post about this book on a certain day at a certain time, you know, and write about the book or whatever, that you should pay me. Um, and I think a lot of people assume that a, the larger Bookstagram account, accounts are being paid a lot. And what I know for sure is that some people are being paid ever so often. I have not been paid by a publisher to post since. I think for over a year now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think and I talked, I I I've talked about this with a lot of people. Free books do not pay the bills, man. No. No, and that's the other thing. Books like the thing that's crazy, it's like, oh, you get a book for free. I'm like, yeah, but I'm obsessed with books. I would buy the book. You know, like I would go to my library. I still do. I still buy books. I still go to my library. And $30 is the cost of a hardcover book, right? That is not the cost of a post for a bookstagram for an, for an influencer with 50,000 followers, right. right? Right. Like you know, that's not that's not the rate. $30, are you kidding me? There's more eyeballs on your bookstagram posts than on one of the articles that I write for one of the online women's sites, probably. Sure. And I'm sure you're paid to write those things, and I, but right? I, and I'm paid to write those things. I mean, not as much, not as much as I used to be, but <laughs> right. I get paid when I write for columns or things, which I hate to do. I hate writing, but I do it because I'm not being paid for the work that I actually think is good that I put out. <laughs> yep. We've got to get bookstagrammers paid and we've got more on that later in this episode. We're going to take a quick break after we end with Tracy um, and really dig into why bookstagrammers deserve to be paid if they're creating content that you're enjoying. The next bookstagrammer that I talked to was Charnay Gordon of Here We Read. 
She has 360,000 goddamn followers. That is a lot of followers. That's more than a quarter million followers. And she's also a Black woman. So walk me through how you've been able to turn this into an actual business, how you've been able to monetize Bookstagram. This is your full-time livelihood. The Bookstagram universe plus content creation, you can make a living off of yep, this. and writing books, right? All of it. So, but like, so tell me how you like created this aesthetic. And essentially, what I say all the time is that every bookstagrammer out there is creating their own magazine about something, right? You're making your own magazine about books. If you have a blog to go with your Instagram, you're writing a book every day or mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. Uh, often you post content. Well, and that's the thing too. I mean, I think that. We do. We do a lot of unpaid labor. We put in the work. We put in the hours. And then eventually that does pay off. I think the hard work that you put into this in on social and then also on the page as writers, it pays off. Yeah. Yeah. What I also think is so wonderful about Bookstagram is no matter what kind of reader you are, you can find your people. So you can find your romance people. You can find your... Vampire romance people. Right. <laughs> you can find your space alien vampire romance people. And so what is what is your niche? Yeah. So my uh mine is diversity. So and it's primarily children's books, is what I primarily talk about. Diverse children's books. Because I, I didn't see anybody else doing it on Instagram. I was like, uh, how is this gonna be received? I don't know. I might as well stick with to do doing what everybody else is doing. And so I didn't want to be like this person like sticking out in the crowd. But then I said, you know what? Let me just try it and see what happens. It didn't take off right away. It took me probably three years to start gaining traction on like some real traction. Right. I would get, you know, a couple of followers here and there. But in the beginning, I didn't know anything about that. You could even make money doing any of this. I was so naive, right? And I, I didn't really yeah. care because I had my full-time job. I was busy. But then, like I said, maybe about year three, year four, I started having more publishers reaching out to me saying, hey, can you post this book? And it was like, oh, yeah. And I was so excited. Like, oh, publishers are reaching out to me, right? And sending me books. And, and now we get books all the time, which is great. And I'm so grateful for it. But, you know, back then I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so I'm posting this book and I was doing it for a while and it didn't really dawn on me. And I don't know why, again, maybe just super naive that I should be getting paid for this. So then I started to kind of push back a little bit. And I was like, do you have a budget? (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love, I want to, I want to do like a record screech right here. You're like, ah, do you have a budget? You know what? I don't know if I want to be paid in free books. Right. And I'm like, books don't pay bills. And that has become my motto. Books do not pay bills. The interesting thing was when I joined Instagram, I started to build a community. And what people don't realize is that all of us bookstagrammers, we talk behind the scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, oh, oh, I've learned. Yeah, right. And so we all like, you know, it's like this chat group or whatever. And I, you know, I kind of figured there was one bookstagrammer that I just knew. I just had an inkling that she was getting paid. 
but we didn't know like should we approach her should we ask because there's this there's this thing it's just like when you're working a corporate job right you don't go around you're not sitting around the water cooler saying well how much do you get paid what's your salary like we don't do that and so i think that same mentality exists in the content creation instagram world right we're not talking about this stuff and we should especially as women i mean all like we I really think this, we have to help each other. We have to be transparent about what we're making and how we're making it. Otherwise, we are not, like more of us are just not going to rise to the top. And that's what we want. You know, I, I truly believe that everybody can win. And um, so I, I got to this point where I was like, pay me or mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. And what was the reception? You know, now, because I don't want to jeopardize anything that you know that I that I kind of have going on um but I will say you know that I am being paid by some publishers to do to do some campaigns and stuff like that yeah well and I want to I want to talk about that too I mean I'm in it right like this is my 10th book so and over the past 10 years so I watched from publishers not knowing what Instagram was like literally not knowing to now publishers are doing paid influencer campaigns Finally, but the paid influencer campaigns are really only in the past three years ish. And like, I mean, now for this book launch, it's pretty much all Instagram. And we are doing normal, like the, the normal press stuff, but like the focus is Instagram. That is that is where readers' eyeballs are, and that is where literally we are putting all of our energy. And so And to say that now as an author, I think that has to give, like, we have to talk about the power of that. That's right. Yeah. We have to to acknowledge that there is power in this thing that we call bookstagram. There there just is. We can't argue and say, well, we don't know if those sales mostly came from it. Like, if you didn't, like, how, because how else do people find out about books? Like, let's just be real. Right. How how, how do people find out? There's no commercials. We don't see commercials on TV. Mm -hmm. Oh, this book is coming out this week. We don't see that. There's no magazine advertisements. It's all social. Except for like two books. There's literally two books that get like an advertising in a magazine. So where are they seeing it? They are seeing it on Instagram. Yeah. And, And that has to be acknowledged. That has to be put into publishers' budgets. If you want to work with influencers, I think they should be paid. So on this show, we've interviewed a bunch of people that have created influencer networks, you know, like, you know, to get the influencers paid that the brands work with. Is there any network for the bookstagrammers? Like a management agency firm that manages bookstagrammers and disseminates the books and organizes the deals like that, like, like to know it for fashion? I don't know. That's a great question. I've never seen it. Should we make it? We could. Yeah. I mean, I know because so I work with different PR agencies, right? right firms right. who yeah. Yeah. they so and then the publishers are their clients, right? right. Exactly. But exactly. Yeah. I don't know of an exclusive agency that just works for that does with books. I don't know of one. Yeah. I don't know one of one either. And I don't want to bash publishers. I also know how hard it is for publishers, the bottom line of publishing, right? Like, sadly, it is celebrity books that keep them afloat because we need more people to see books and discover books. And it has always been a challenge to get books in readers' hands. 
But now we kind of know how to do it. And so like that, what I'm saying is if it's just a little more organized instead of like just getting, just throwing books out to the wind to bookstagrammers and seeing what happens. But if there's like actual organization and if we're making sure that we're seeing the value in bookstagram, because I think bookstagram still lags behind like the fashion industry and the beauty industry in that like they saw the value and like publishers know the value it's hard to see what makes a person convert to a book buyer. And so it's like, oh, did they see it on this Instagram or did they hear this interview? Like, what was it? But I do think the defining factor is now the Instagram. Yeah. And, and you know, I was listening to an influencer before and she was saying, like, I don't feel bad. Like, men don't feel bad about making money f- for their families. Right. right. They, they, they yes. don't. So it's like if if. Even if 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 Bookstagram were a male dominated thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? No, you, be, you you better believe be they would be getting yeah. paid. Yeah, they would be get. Of course, they would be getting paid. Yes, yes, hundred um, percent. But I also think it's not just that it's women, but it's about books, which are you know to us like supposed to be art. Like it's not just it's not fashion or beauty. They're books, and books are something you're supposed to do because of love. And like, and people don't think about it as the business that it is. And it's a business. We're doing work. Right, right. And I think there's also this thing where people think that if maybe Bookstagram has started getting paid, they're not being honest when they're writing these reviews. They're writing a review right. yeah. because they got paid to do mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. My My thing has always been, I don't take on a book. And I don't take on any campaign if I'm not passionate about it and if I don't really like it and, and I, don't, I don't really enjoy it, period. And I, I've always been very transparent about that. So, you know, in the past, I've gotten books from publishers or from, you know, authors themselves. I didn't really like it. But I didn't really like the book. And so I didn't post about it. That was just it. But, yeah, I, I, I hope that people don't start to think, well you know, maybe not try Cause it's, it's the same thing with fashion, right? Like if you, yeah. Oh, look at my, you know, look at my, look at my top and I love it. And it's yeah. so, you know, I love the colors, this, that, but, but if, if we turn around and do that with a book, people don't want to see for whatever reason, people don't want to see someone getting paid to write a, a book review because they think it's disingenuous. So what's crazy about, and I get it, right. It does feel disingenuous. Do people really think that Reese Witherspoon doesn't get paid to run her book club? That she, oh, wait, no, she just made gazillions of dollars off that book club. So she's getting paid. And so if she's getting paid, then why shouldn't the average woman posting to Bookstagram get paid? And that's the argument for it. And that's it, guys. That's our bonus episode. We touched on all the things. We touched on how Bookstagram has changed the way books are sold, how the Bookstagrammers are all doing their unpaid labor and they deserve to get paid. And I think that I might have just created a new company. I think that maybe I'm building a platform to get Bookstagrammers paid, which is good. That's a good side hustle for me. All the things, my friends, all the things. Brand new episodes are coming your way. And really soon, I really need to get writing those episodes. Emily's going to kill me if I don't. Enjoy your day. Buy the book. Follow the bookstagrammers. Use your book fluence. Use it. This bonus episode was written and created by me, Joe Piazza. 
Our executive producer and sorceress is Emily Marinoff, and we received production help from Abu Zafar. 